All right, welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back to the Kendra Crump Show, a.k.a. the H&IC, because I am the head nigga in charge. Put some respect on my name. All right, so today I have a special guest. Like, it's it's not too often that I'm able to get these special guests, but every now and again, you know, it's, it's, it's all because of God. That's all I can say. It's always because of God. I'm able to get somebody who's out there, you know, with a black card out there who, who your baby daddy's always hating on because they better than that next person, you know, out there. Cause they, they, this is a billionaire I'm talking to who I got on with me now. All right. So this next special guest, his debut album, Back of my lack. And y'all should already know who this is. And if you don't, you're too young to be listening to this. Okay, I just want to let y'all know. All right. Back of my lack feature his songs like Bed and Suffocate, which every time that song comes on, I sing my heart out, which, you know, I'm sure some birds are dead listening to me sing. But anyway, the next album he had was Round 2, uh, his second album, which had a hit song called It's Yours. And now he is currently back on the scene. He's seen he's trying to bring R&B back. Okay, real R&B, not this iTunes crap that y'all be got going on. Okay, and, and you guys can say something to me. All right, you already know what time it is. All right, I got Jay Holiday. <laughs> What's up? What's up? I like the intro. I like that. We're going to get to it. Listen, I had, okay. to, I had to put some sauce on it. Did you like that barbecue, that honey mustard, that, that ranch all hey, up in it? You know, you got to do it. You know what I'm saying? And um, you said it right. You know, uh, you know, tis the season to not be a hater, man. You know, so it's it's just, uh, you know, just just let the haters hate and just keep doing your thing. You know what I'm saying? No, of course. And, and that is one thing. When you're actually going after your dreams and your goals that you will have to really deal with that and let me let me ask you this question when it came with how how did you deal well when it came with haters like did it get to you or you always like it was always instilled in you to not allow that to to bother you well you know what it's like it's funny because i know a lot of people don't look at it like this because you know people let hate get to them mm-hmm. but it's like haters are on like and when it comes to the theory of things haters are really your actual they're your biggest fans they are you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, they're just like, uh, you know, uh, or whatever. You know, it's it's just like they're really your biggest fans. And it's just like jumping out to do your dream isn't easy for everybody. Everybody doesn't have the courage to do that. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. sometimes it's just them hating on the fact that you had the courage to do it. That's real. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or maybe hating on the fact that maybe you came out with an idea and you you bust off your idea first and they kind of had the same idea but just didn't have the courage to do it you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying so man you can't you can't you can't let them you can't let the haters have no no leeway all you gotta do is just love your haters because the haters gonna hate you know what i'm saying that's what they always say haters gonna hate so it is what it is of course of course and i know you know when you growing up in dc did you have a lot of people to support you? Like, uh, like was your family pretty supportive of your dream? Or they were like, no, nah, don't do not do that. You know, find something else to do. Like, what was that like growing up for you um, in D.C. and everything? Uh, well, you know what I'm saying? My mom is my biggest supporter. And what's crazy is she's a, she's a minister, you know. She's an ordained minister. Mm-hmm. And, um, so for me, I thought she was going to be the, the one that was like, nah, I don't, you know. Like, you're going to have the people in the church looking at me crazy. And um, her biggest thing was, because I wanted to do it long before I got out of high school. I could have been one of those star entertainers, like the kid entertainers, but my mom wasn't having it. She said, you can do whatever you want to do after you finish high school. Mm-hmm. Her main thing was getting me through high school, finish high school, get that, and then you can, you can do whatever you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Just just finish high school. So I did that. I did what she said, and then I went ahead, full, full steam ahead, and, and 
and just chase my dream, you know what I mean? And so you mentioned, um, you know, that's one thing we both have in common. You know, both of our parents, my mother's an evangelist. And so, you know, it was always church three times a week. And I'm like, you know. Boy. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Sunday, Wednesdays, and what, Saturday sometimes? Yeah, Friday. Friday could be Saturday all day long. And I'm like. I don't think, like, can I take a break? I'm hungry. Why is church, like, five, six hours, like, later? Guys, I want to go and play, you know? And, and why and... I got to go to Bible study? Exactly, exactly. I was, at, I was at church for three services on Sunday. Why I got to go to Bible study? <laughs> did you did you yeah. sing in the choir, or um, did you get your no. first start with singing, like, in the choir, or where did you get, like, really your first start and stuff? No, sir. I told my mom. So my mom, she used to go around and preach. So my older sister sang. And... She would always, you know, how the preachers do, they come up and, um, um, you know, they always wanted some kind of uh, song or selection before they start preaching. Mm-hmm. So she would always call on my on my sister, you know, and um, my sister liked doing it. You know, she like, she, I don't know, she just liked singing, period. So it didn't matter if it was gospel, secular, whatever. She just liked singing. So she would do it. Then my sister got older and moved out. So she wasn't around. And, you know, of course, I'm still in the church. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I told my mom, I said, don't call me up there. You know, when she found out I could sing, I said, don't call me up there. I'm going to embarrass you. I'm not coming. I'm not coming up. Because mm-hmm. I just, I knew at the time I'm still, I'm, I'm in the streets. I'm, I'm, I'm rocking out. You know what I mean? So okay. I just felt a certain kind of way of being uh, phony in the church. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I always had an issue with that. I didn't want to be singing on Sunday and then just, you know, being a heathen and fornicating all week, you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I took, I took the, the the values instilled in me very seriously. So I just never sung in the church. I, that was just never my thing. I never really wanted to sing gospel. Um, yeah, that just wasn't wasn't the way I wanted to go. You know what I mean? I I wanted to get to the to the ladies. Of course. Oh, listen, you you know you know some of the biggest freaks are in the church in the church. You know that, right? Hey. Don't tell the secrets. What is wrong with you? Come on, man. I mean, well, I was in the church, so I know. Anyway, listen, that's not the... the <laughs> anyway, anyway. So here, so let me ask you this question. When did you know God was real for you? Not what mama said, not what the church said, maybe even grandma. When did you have that realization like, you know what, God, you are real? When was that moment for you? Um, I could, I could give you the specific moment. Um, I was um about... I was about 12. I was about 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And it was me, my mom, my two sisters, and at the time, my uh, my niece, who mm-hmm. just graduated from law school. Um, so, you know, this this is years ago. She just graduated from law school. And she at this time, she's about maybe, maybe nine, ten. Why is my dog barking so much? She's maybe about <laughs> nine, nine, ten months old. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And we all in the car. So she's just screaming at the top of her lungs. I'm in the front seat. My two sisters in the back seat. She's in the car seat. My sister just kept saying, uh, just let me take her out. Because we literally like maybe five minutes from the house. She like, just let me take her out. Let me take her out. You know, uh-huh. I could calm her down if I just, you know, put her on my chest. Just let me take her out. My mom said, no, leave her in the car seat. Uh-huh. Then like maybe five minutes later, she asked me. She said, you got your, you got your seatbelt on? You know, I wasn't wearing my seatbelt. So she said, boy, put your seatbelt on. Put my seatbelt on. We get on the highway. Mm-hmm. Five minutes after that, we get in a 12-car chain reaction on the highway. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my and, gosh. 
And out of the whole 12 cars that was in the accident, our car was the only car that was totaled and the only car that they had to cut the roof off to get everybody out. Wow. So imagine had my mother not, she, she, I was, you know, she just said something told her, you know, we talk about it every now and then. She just said something told her to check to see if I had my seatbelt on. You know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, had it not been for that, I wouldn't be here today. I would have went straight through the, uh, straight through the windshield. And did you see your life, uh, when that accident happened prior to, did you see your life flash before your eyes or? Nah, I was just scared. You know, you, you, I'm just like baffled. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I didn't know how to take it. You know, not a baby really screaming, and it's it's a whole bunch going on. Police pulling up. You got the, you had to use the jaws of life to cut the top off. It, it was just a lot going mm-hmm. on. But that's when I knew, you know, for a fact that this is, you know, everybody have their own beliefs and and what it is, whether it's the Bible, the Quran, or whatever. It, and you know, whatever religion that you 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 practice or, or that you follow, it's something out there. It you is. know what I mean? It is. And, um, you know, I mean, obviously we call him God, but, you know, it's just, you know, it's it's definitely, it's some, it's some out there looking over us, for sure. You know what I mean? Most definitely. Most definitely, which is why it always baffles me when I come across people who don't have any belief. I'm like, hey, you know what? It's okay. That, that's that's on you. That's that's how I look at it. That's on you. Now, you yeah, mentioned... You gotta, you gotta have some kind of belief. No, you, you, you do. And, and I, I think, and that's what... I think when you actually, I think that makes you more successful in life on top of that. When you actually do have that relationship with God, you can go further in life. You know, you, you can definitely, God's going to tell you, hey man, don't, don't talk to that girl. And then you're going to see, like, man, what you talking about? Then you're going to see why, oh, okay, cool. I see why you told me God don't talk to that girl. Hey, don't sign that. Okay, I see yeah. why. You I know? Should listen, yeah. And, and you learn, you learn your lessons, you know. You start learning how to listen to that little voice in your head. They say it's your conscience, but I think it's God. It always is. You know? It always so. is. <laughs> Do you, let me, let me ask you this. Do you have a favorite, uh, favorite scripture that you like to uh, go by or it's any time that you're feeling like you, I guess, want to be, get to that quiet place or so? Do you have a favorite scripture that you um, go by or maybe a c- couple of different scriptures or so? Um, well, it's really one main one. My, uh, my government name is Nam, which is in the Bible. Well, Nahum. But, you know, okay. my mother, my mother calls me now, um, and so my scripture is Nam one seven, which is the Lord is a stronghold in a time of trouble, and you know He basically looks out for everybody that trusts in Him. Mm-hmm. So, you know that's 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 the one I go to every time. Okay then, all right then. With the biblical name, I wish my name was kind of biblical. I was like, "Mama, you should name me Genesis or Zipporah or something like that." But whenever, whenever I have kids, honey, I'm gonna name my kids some biblical names. So I mean, it's okay. I'm gonna right. make up for what my mama didn't make up, you know. With um, when you had mentioned earlier about your sister singing, did you try to? Um, did she try to go in the industry? You know, try to go that route, or did you try to like once you made it? Did you? Say, hey, sis, why don't you come and, you know, be a part of my group or anything? Or you just pretty much just left that along with um, her? Yeah, she did. At one point, she, um, you know, she, she dabbled and dabbled. As a matter of fact, she's still performing up to this day. Um, she has a band now that um, they perform throughout the DMV area. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, at one point, she uh, she was singing background for, for Crystal Waters. Okay. She, um, she traveled to Japan and all kind of stuff. All right, Japan. And, um... So she did it. And then, you know, of course, you know, when somebody finally makes it, then it's like, yo, bro, da 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 And I had to let her know, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
I mean, ain't ain't much I could do. Like you, there's there's this thing called a window. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and it's like it's not saying that you you'll never make it or that you can't make it or it's not your time. But you know, it's it's an age thing. It's a it's mm-hmm. a window thing that 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 window has closed. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know maybe maybe being that released artist with the album and videos isn't what you were meant to do. You know, maybe it's something else in singing. You know, there's a lot of different other ways to perform and write music and be a part of the music industry. That's true. So, you know, I, I just was like, I can't, I can't put my name on the line. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I tell my sister all the time, you know, you, I, I was, I sing you under the table now. You know, when I was a kid, <laughs> when I was a kid, I couldn't, but like now, she can't hold a can of paint to me. I'm cool. You know what oh, I mean? So oh, like, word. Okay. It's like it. that. It's like she, that. She, she can still go. Don't get me wrong. But she ain't me. You know what I mean? And that's my <laughs> sister. You know? And I tell her to her face. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, you gotta, you gotta be real because it would, it would be me hindering her mm-hmm. by making her feel like I could make this dream that she wanted to happen happen for her mm-hmm. knowing that it's not gonna happen how she wants it to happen mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i got you you know of course you just gotta be you gotta be real before it's like sending somebody that american idol knowing they can't sing just so you can watch them oh no of course in the auditions you know what i'm saying no mo- listen most definitely of course you know it's it's always comical with American Idol. And and speaking of that, <laughs> listen, speaking of that, after okay, so you graduated high school. Um, mm-hmm. Did you try to go to college or did you uh, just go like straight to, you know, let me go ahead and get my, you know, start going to the studio? Like, how did that end up happening? Well, before I even graduated from high school, I was already doing like. Getting, getting into learning the studio and, mm-hmm. and, and different different things of that nature, you know, just just learning the business, reading different books about contracts and stuff like that. Um, I'm doing this at 16, 17 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I graduated, I mean, you know, the typical thing was, all right, let me go to college, mm-hmm. let me, you know, let me let me make my mother proud. But at the same time, I'm in my group already. I'm already pursuing this thing. We're, we're performing all over the DMV area. Okay. And so for me, it was just kind of like, I'm now mind you, I was so I was I was accepted to Clark Atlanta. And, and okay, so I'm CAU. And, I'm, I'm um, at Clark right oh, yeah. now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now nah, that those those are my two choices. Those would be only two schools I applied to, and I got into both of them. Okay. But. So I came. I, I ended up choosing. I ended up choosing on Clark, and uh, I came to uh, freshman orientation and everything. They gave me my roommate. Uh, I talked to my roommate. We talking about you bring this, I bring that. Blah 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 blah. Two weeks before school started, I told my mom I can't do it. Don't want to go. Mm. And um, you know, she was like, "Well, you know, you could defer your enrollment or whatever." I was like, "All right, cool. That's bet." You know, because if the music thing don't work out, then I can still go to college. And after that year was up. It was just I was so deep into it that I just, you know, I just decided not to go. Now, mind you, you know, I got an old school mama, so she said, I don't care what you do as long as you got a job. So, you know, I I had my jobs, jobs, by the way, with an S. I had a full-time job and a part-time job. And then in the midst of all that, I'm still recording and stuff with my with my group. And, you know, we're doing our thing. So, I mean, I thought school was going to be, the, the avenue for me but I also knew that I hated school 
You know what I mean? Of school course. wasn't my thing. I, I hated high school. Hated elementary school. I hated all forms of school. You know, I'm just like, like I'm was, right with you. School was boring to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, mind you, I graduated from high school with 29 credits. You know what I'm saying? I, I graduated with an advanced studies diploma. So it wasn't that I just didn't have the know-how or couldn't do it. I just, I was like, man, I'm about to go to school. Mind you, okay, backtrack. Freshman orientation mm-hmm. was the first time. I ever got drunk. Mm, okay. You now, mind you, at freshman orientation, your parents are there. Okay. We had a lot of family in Atlanta, so my mom went. She was like, oh, that's perfect. He going to Atlanta. Her mom was here. I had some aunts and uncles here. So she's staying over there with my with, with my grandmother for the night. They had mm-hmm. a little freshman orientation party. Got mm-hmm. drunk. Mm-hmm. That's with some folks from New York. Mm-hmm. And I got home and was just like, yo, I can't go to school. I'm like, ain't like I'm getting scholarships or nothing like that. We about to be on financial aid. I'm not about to go to school and have my mama spending all this money or have have my credit locked up for years and years knowing I already don't even really want to go. I don't, don't want to do the work. Of course. You know what I'm saying? I was going to major in music, but I'm like, I don't need a degree in music to do what I want to do. Of course. So, yeah, so I just, I just, I just decided not to go. Look, you, you, you doing a lot better than me because my major <clears throat> is, uh, mass communications radio television and film and i'm like well i really you, don't you even need to got, you I, don't need it but you do with yeah. so, how you, social media is now it's easy to go viral and you can just be on these different platforms well, yeah. yeah before before then you needed it. i was gonna say yeah before not, not before so listen we not listen so listen yeah. we i you know i got i got you know my generation has a lot a lot better than your generation like we it's it's easier to do different things so i know y'all are like thinking like man y'all really got us beat you know even including like with technology and phones like the flip phone and everything like you had it took you like 20 minutes just to type out five words so listen it's it's everything is definitely <laughs> i had the two-way i wasn't having it okay hello right. real quick question do you remember <laughs> do you remember your very first cell phone number when you finally got your cell phone do you remember your very first cell phone number oh I want to say it was like seven zero three five six eight eight one something something. Hey, you should call it. You should call it. Just say hey. It was something like that. You should you should call it. I I've only had like this two phone numbers in my life, so you know I I, I don't try to change my number because I'm like in case somebody you know calls me in case they call him from jail they're like hey Kendra what's up I'm like oh shoot I remember you from high school what you doing in jail you know so stuff like that I always keep my same phone number you know why not right yeah. so I ain't mad at that so as far as with your um with your group uh the group that you caught these were people that you went to high school with or were these people like in your neighborhood or how'd you uh form your group and what was the group name high school well so I um I formed my group through a few different types of relationships so mm-hmm. when I was in school I was never the athlete or nothing like that. You know, I always was in like the arts programs. Like I I actually, um, I went to three different high schools. My first high school, they already had their arts programs in line. And so I just got accustomed to having that option in school. So then that was an all black high school. So, you know, they, they have those kind of, uh, you know, options for you to do with after school programs mm-hmm. and um so then after that i ended up going to two different other high schools which were kind of like one was kind of like half white half black and the other one was kind of like really 
just kind of all over the place racially. So, gotcha. but the, neither one of these schools had after school programs for performers. Mm-hmm. You know, they had the basketball team, they had the drama, they had all of that. Um, but they didn't have any kind of like modeling, uh, rapping, singing, any, no, no kind of music after school program. So for a lot of through school, I was in chorus. So one of the guys in my group, I met at district chorus, he went to a whole different high school. Um, and I met him in, in, in district course, and then we had mutual friends outside of school, which is how we ended up linking back up. Mm-hmm. And then um, the other two guys just, you know, they came in and became part of, you know, my after school programs. And, Bubba, get out of here, but you're snoring. Um, they came and, <laughs> and, 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 you know, so for the after school programs, and we just formed a group throughout what we were doing and within those, uh, after school programs, you know what I'm saying? So out of here. He didn't yank he didn't yank my headphones out. I'm sorry. My, okay, my dog sweetie. is a little crazy. It's, it's okay. <laughs> He's an old man and he doesn't hear very well anymore. How, how did how did you how'd you get your dog? Oh, it was a gift. It was a gift a long time ago. He about fourteen now. He'd be fifteen next well, year. Is was this your first pet? Nah, this must this, well. This is my first personal pet, yeah. But um, nah, this isn't the first pet that I've ever had, like within my household. Got it. But um, but yeah. So they, you know, they just just became a part of my uh, of my thing. And when I say my thing, it's just because I was always the one pushing people to do it. And mm-hmm. whenever they thought they couldn't do it, it's like no, we could do it. We became one of the best groups in the DMV area, battling all the groups, going to all the talent shows or all the. Uh, you know the cabarets and all, all those kind of events, and we was just shutting it down. And um, and and we had a few names. One of our names was our original name. Our original name was Takir, which stood for talented and keeping it real. Okay. I came up with that, and then I realized how dumb of a name it was because um, B2K came out. And what's so weird is everybody in B2K had very similar names. To what our names were in our group, mm-hmm. so we was like, "Oh, nah, we can't have similar names and then have this corny, this corny group name." So I said, "We gotta come up with a better name." Gotcha. So then we just we just ended up choosing one of the major highways in DC, which is two ninety five. So that's how we came up with the name two ninety five. Well, that's how I came up with the name. Okay, yeah, that's right. Put some credit on you. Okay, you the you the original. You 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 called you founded that. Okay, uh, when it came with. Um, Because I know sometimes when you have a group, you know, of course, you're going to have your issues. Like some people might start off with they, you know, they're on fire. They want to, you know, show up to to practice and start doing different things. And then as time progresses, life happens. Um, After you were, you know, you say you were going to work, uh, Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, uh, go to the studio. Did you actually have um, your group members say, okay, we're going to meet on these days. We all going to go in the studio together. Or did it like you start having some major issues and um, you just said, I'm going to just ride this thing solo. No, um, it happened like that, but not in that sense. Like before we got to Atlanta, um, we were, we were 100, you know, everybody knew what it was. Uh, me and the guy that I said, I met in this, of course, we were the, 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 the forefront of making the music, recording the music. You know, he played like 15 different instruments. I was writing mm-hmm. and we had the Pro Tools at our house. You know, he was my roommate. So we had the Pro Tools at our house. So nine times out of 10, me and him would always just be working on music. 
And if it came down to a time where we had a song that we were ready for the group to do, we would just have everybody come in and do their parts. That's how we did it before we got to Atlanta. And then when we got to Atlanta, we all moved down, left our whole life behind and moved down. Now we're all living in the same house. We ain't all ever, never lived together besides me and my roommate. And it became time of between being broke and being stuck in a house, cabin fever, um, and then just going to the studio and I didn't realize at the time that I was grooming myself and the people around me were grooming me to be a solo artist. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew that everybody wanted me to go solo, but I was like, I'm not leaving my group. But when we were in the studio, I was on, you know, 80, 90, 80, I, I'm not even gonna say 90, 80, 85% of the songs, you know, and then they would come in and do the backgrounds, hook, stuff like that, a couple ad-libs. But you know, I was always first verse, second verse, main note in the hook main note in the bridge stuff like that so i'm doing most of the work so after we exhausted all of our options as far as ways to get deals and labels that we could sit in front of Mm -hmm. at that time i felt if we we had a conversation with our manager our manager was like y'all have to record a new demo Mm -hmm. and instantly in my mind i said i can't do this for another eight nine songs like, if I'm going to do this for another eight, nine songs, then I might as well be doing it by myself. Mm-hmm. And then we had um, one more one more meeting come up that was supposed to happen. That didn't happen, but when we got, when we got word of, when we got word of it happening, which was supposed to be with Jermaine Dupri and Social Death, um, we, I said, I sat them down and I said, we sat in front of everybody. This is our last chance. If we don't get the deal with Jermaine Dupri, uh, I gotta, I gotta try this on my own. You know, I, I can't, I can't keep just being the one in the studio. Everybody over there playing PlayStation, and I'm in there killing myself in the studio, trying to make sure that our, our songs as a group is right. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, so lo and behold, the meeting never happened. Hmm. You know, and um, so it wasn't just like, ah, oh, man, I'm sick of y'all. I'm out. I had to, I had the conversation with them. So when you know, the meeting just didn't happen. You know, they knew that that was it was it was time for everybody to figure out what they was gonna do. You know, and the same guy that was my roommate, he stayed in Atlanta. I stayed in Atlanta. Everybody else went home. And um, well, at the time it was just three of us. So the um, the last guy, Dion, he went home. And um, to this day, you know, me me and uh, PJ, that's his name. We still good. He he actually found his niche in the industry. Good, um, he's a, a, a dope engineer. He's engineer for the best. Um, you know, he's done stuff. He's mixed and stuff. Bow Wow, Bobby V, worked with countless different uh, producers and writers. And at the um, at the moment, he's one of uh, Shantae Moore's band members. So, I mean, he's good. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I said, he played 15 different instruments. So we kind of knew that that's where he, he would thrive the best anyway. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we good now. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you know, no, no love lost, and and I learned a long time ago. Even if you know people got their differences, I mean, if it's meant to be. As far as with real friendship, it's not gonna die. It's gonna, it's gonna be there. And and you know what? And I and they understood, um, understood what time it was. You know. So and maybe you know everything happens for a reason. That's a, that's also the good thing about that. So once you decided to go solo, how did we transition to you know? Um, cause I know when it comes with albums, 
if it's released, like I think Back of My Lack was released October 2007, but I feel like you were recording it, what, 2005, maybe 2006, or was it a little bit earlier than that? I mean, we could go as even as early as when I was in the group. So Fatal, um, fun fact about the album, and if you go and look at the, uh, if you go and look at the credits on the song, um, you know, on the insert, um, Fatal was actually the only song that I kept from my group. Mm-hmm. So it'll show you, I never changed anything about the song, but it'll show you how much work I was putting in when I was in the group, because mm-hmm. you can't tell that it's a group song. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I, every, every part that's on that song was how we set, how we sold it when we were in the group. So that's the only song that I actually kept from my group. And I said, I need to keep this song because I need to show them that it was never about me leaving them. It was just about me taking care of what I needed to take care of, which mm-hmm. was my mom and and my dream, you know, just because we all had the dream of being famous. Well, some had the dream of being famous. Some had the dream of being respected. You know, everybody's dream is different, you know? So um, I kept that song so I can go as far as back as that. And mm-hmm. then um, definitely it, it, m- most of it started in 2005 because that's when uh you know the group basically kind of disbanded around late 2004 and in 2005 i was just kind of trying to find my sound and trying to figure out what i wanted to do um just as far as how i wanted to sound as a solo artist and um so you got 2005 you got 2006 and then you know a, a little bit of 2007 i think the only thing we recorded in 2007 was big and who who was the very first um, record label that got you signed? Signed that you signed to? Capital Records. Okay. And were they uh, were they were they the first choice, or you had other different record companies coming after you saying, "Hey, I want you, I want you," or how'd that go about? Um. Honestly, we just. Uh, I think we had a few meetings set up. Mm-hmm. Capital Records was the first one that I took. Mm-hmm. And I so I went to LA for it was supposed to be for uh, like I think a day or two, mm-hmm. and um, I ended up being there for a week because they said we don't want him to leave before he signs the deal. Um, so by the time I landed back in, uh, by the time I landed back in Atlanta, um, my advancement check was in the mail. Mm. You know, That's so. Um, yeah, you know, and I mean, it was, it was cool. You know, I, I, I have lifelong friends that I've, I've met in, uh, in LA and just, you know, throughout my journey, but, um, yeah, Capitol Records, that was, that was where I was at. And, you know, I was happy to be over there cause they had the bodyguard soundtrack that, that went diamond. They had Garth Brooks, which was their biggest son of artist, um, and Coldplay, you know, so I was happy to be amongst that that roster of people look that that was like just definitely a surreal feeling and take me back to that day when you finally heard you heard yourself on the radio you just you had that viral moment what what happened that day you wake up in the morning did you have somebody call you or did you just happen to say let me just turn on the radio real quick like what happened that day when you heard yourself on you the know radio? it was so ironic me being from dc i was in dc for something um, and you know, when you're an artist and you're going to a certain city, you know, and you're going to a certain radio station, uh, 
they play your record or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we just out there riding. Um, I don't think my interview was supposed to be with this specific radio station for like another couple of days. So mm-hmm. we were just out there a couple of days early trying to see family and stuff like that. And we was riding and my manager got a phone call and he, um, he was like, for real? Turned to the radio station and the song was playing <laughs> and Ben was playing. And um, it was just like, oh shit, we made it. Like we made it. <laughs> and to hear it at home where I was from, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I didn't hear it, you know, in some weird town that I was just on a promo run for nothing like that. I actually heard it at home where I was born and raised, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was just like, yo, I made it. You know, I mean, I didn't cry or anything, but <laughs> it was it was, it was, was a moment. You know, I think I probably went and got a couple bottles and a couple bags of weed and, <laughs> and, and celebrated. I'm, I'm pretty sure I did that. I'm, I'm, it's I'm only right. It's all you had. You couldn't listen. You're like, I can, you're like, I no longer can smoke mid. I can smoke that premium I 93. I the blah, boy. It got to be the thing now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, I could spend this little at the, and now you gotta remember at the time I'm still not making no money, but I'm on the radio. Really? You know, I didn't I didn't on, know I'm that. Not, I'm not on tour yet and the album's not out yet. This oh, is before October. Okay. Yeah, this this is before October. The album's not out yet. I'm not on tour yet. And the advancement, I blew that in six months. That I was, was I was just about to ask that. I'm like, okay, so I thought you <laughs> I thought you that, that okay, so what I was I was thinking, and you know, I'm not I'm not too you gotta kinda school me and what you're doing is schooling me right now. I thought that once you have your song on the radio, that's when okay, now I got that two million dollars. I didn't know that you still weren't getting paid. It's like so was it still like okay, well No, sir. It just depends on what deal you signed and the deal I signed at the time was man, he's green, he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. So you gotta think. You got a, 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 a ignorant artist. Well, I wasn't ignorant to the business, but I was ignorant to the fact that I thought that at that time, people had my best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. You know, it had nothing to do with my manager. But then, you know, you get down the line and you realize, oh, your manager had a whole little side deal with this person. Mm. Okay. So, you know, I mean, my advancement wasn't a lot. I think at the time it was like maybe. Twenty-five thousand dollars or something like really? that. Really? Like you know, yeah. You gotta think. I'm, 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 I'm not even in it for the money. You know what I'm okay. saying? I made more than twenty-five thousand dollars a year before I moved to Atlanta with my group. Got gotcha. two jobs. Got gotcha. I had a, I had a federal job, and I had a part-time job at the mall. You know what I'm saying? So I'm already making money. I got two cars that I got. So mentally, it's just like I got some money again. All right, cool. Because I already knew. Well, I already assumed that the touring was going to come, the album was going to come out, it was going to do great, I was going to be good, which is actually what happened. But it could have went the other way. You know what I'm saying? It, it really could have. It really could have gone the other way. Mm-hmm. And and um, yeah. So that twenty five thousand, I blew that in the strip club. That was that was gone. Wait, which strip was, club did you go to? You gotta shout okay. your first strip club out. Which one was it? <laughs> Come on, man. What they say? Welcome to Atlanta. <laughs> Magic City Monday. I was hoping you were going to say that, but it could have been the flame. It could have been Onyx, Cheetahs, or oh, nah. or some oh. hole-in-the-wall strip club. I don't know, you know. So. <laughs> I'm quite, quite as kept. My first strip club night was at Magic City 
when the building was filled with BMF. Oh shoot! You this is real throwback. Hold up now, real. this real throwback. Real talk. <laughs> let me find out. You used to run with me. Hold on, let me find out. Go ahead now. I never said I ran with them. Nah, nah, I'm, I'm just playing with you. I'm just nah. playing with you. I'm just playing. Nah, nah, nah man. Shout, shout out to all of them, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, free them. The free them. It is. You know, it is what it is. You know, you can't agree with everything everybody does, but when something is done, and it's in a and it's in a very uh, shady way. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't agree with that. You know, everybody got to take whatever lumps they get, but not when it's done, you know, maliciously or shady. You know what I mean? So. Okay. Well, yeah, look, ho- ho- off, hopefully that, bitch, you know what I mean? listen, hopefully that night you uh, kept it playing. You didn't fall in love with no stripper because you know those women are good, right? You know that. Those, they listen. Oh, nah. They will. I saw somebody get beat up that night. I was not thinking about <laughs> none of them strippers. Wait. <laughs> oh, they, they threw me head first. Wait. <laughs> Head first into the game. This is I'm with my group. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I, they came out to party with me, and uh, like it was, it was, yeah. Somebody it got was... Molly walked in the club. Yeah, the first time I went, I was with my group. They took, they took the group. Now you got to mind you. After this, I'm not with the group no more. Now I got the money. I go back to the club. Now I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. You know. That's where I meet a few people that are still uh, influential in my in my team and my mm-hmm. circle, and you know, I mean, it you know, it happens, and you know that that was a part of my life that I mean, I'm not gonna be like I regret it, and not, I mean, nothing bad came out of it, other than me looking back like, man, I blew that money, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, it was cool. I mean, it's it's and, okay. You you live and you learn what you can do, and what you're doing is. Anybody out there who is an up and coming artist and who who gets that same little advancement check, you let them know, hey man, be smart with it. You know, make sure. Now, when it came with actually picking your manager, how did you know which manager to pick? Did you? I'm sure you know Craigslist was not like you know back then. Back then, you know, wasn't out there back then. So how did how did it come with picking a manager? How did you know which manager to, you know? Well, the manager that I had, Corey Green, at the time. Um... He was from D.C., and he used to be in a group called Absolute. Mm-hmm. And they never even get, had a chance to put out a first album because of, you know, differences within the group that he had going mm-hmm. on. It was, a, it was a duo, actually. Um, between the, between him him and the guy he was in the group with and this different industry, you know, people trying to pull people away from each other and stuff like that, um, you know, they never had a chance to come out with an album, but he had all of the same connections. So he came home, found us, and introduced us to everybody he knew and that's how we got to Atlanta mm-hmm. you know so um I didn't necessarily have to pick him he picked us and what's so funny let me tell you about God let's go back to God right okay the guy that went home after everything fell apart is the guy that introduced us to the manager because they had the same wow. job they were working at the same place and he kept saying, man, I got this group, I got this group, I got this group, I got this group. So finally, my manager listened to him and was like, oh, all right, let me come see y'all. You know, let me see what they look like, let me see what they sound like. And he came and saw us, and, you know, the rest is history as far as the group was concerned. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, that's when you can say that was a God situation. Like, mm-hmm. there's no other way that it could have happened to where I become Jay Holiday and I'm now on this interview with you. That never happens if they never put their album out. He don't mm-hmm. go back home, get a job, works with the member that's in my group. Mm-hmm. That ends up being the one that goes back home after everything falls apart. You understand what I'm saying? So, 
you know, everything happens for a reason. It does. Sometimes, sometimes people aren't, they're not okay with the part that they have to play in it, but, you know, sometimes your part that you played is the part that you played. And I always up my group and I always speak on them and I'll never say we had any bad blood or nothing like that. Of course we argue, but of none of those arguments were the cause of us disbanding, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? No, and that's and that's actually real, you know, and and I definitely, you know, this is it's you never know how God works, man. I'm telling you, man, y'all listen, anybody out there listening, y'all better y'all better find God. I'm not talking about that tree that you worship or a sphinx cat, a real God. Okay, so you you can have a success story like this 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 individual right here, okay? Yeah. Uh, Saint, Saint Nick ain't it. That's it. I want to um I want to go ahead, you know, uh kind of do a little wrapping it up with the little fast fun, you know, probably about 5 to 10 questionnaire, you know, fun questions that you can ask something that, you know, your fans and anybody out there can just get to know you better by. All right, first All right. Qu- first question is what is the craziest fan experience you've had thus far? Craziest fan experience? Yeah, fan. Um, uh-huh. It'd probably have to be a fan slash groupie experience. Um, met this girl at a show. We ended up kicking it for a little bit. This is out in New York. And, um, you know, so we ended up kicking it, blah, blah, blah. So then I'm like, all right, she cool. She could come out with me, blah, blah, blah. So I take her to one event, first event, one event. Never saw her again after this, by the way. Took her to one event. She gets so drunk, right, that we waiting outside the hotel for, uh, we waiting outside the hotel for my, um, cause me, 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 her, and my manager and my bodyguard were in two different cars. Mm-hmm. So my bodyguard rode with my manager because he was like, nah, just go ahead and ride with her right behind you. So we waiting for them to come to the hotel. <laughs> I look down and there's a complete total puddle of pee around her feet. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, she didn't say, I got to pee. Nothing. It's just... I said, babe, you know you peed on yourself? She's like, yeah, I know. What? I was like, what? what? I could what? never what? in my life see you ever again. What? Ever. What? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, uh, To that young lady, I feel like you're going to listen to this interview one day because I feel like she sounds like a stalker in a sense. She probably still Googles your name and does interviews. Um, please, I hope you got help and I hope you got, you know, went to AA or something. I don't know. Um, Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. That's... that's- that's before I knew what was going on in the industry and what 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 to do and not to do. Yeah, that was that was a bad decision on my part. It's it's okay. So, um, do you would you like? To, I don't know if you want to share it. You know, would you like to share a couple of things? What to do in the industry? Not to is one of them not to take random strangers home or be a little bit more eerie or more self con you know conscious of. Well, well back then. It was safe. Okay. Like it wasn't like I felt like anything was wrong with her. Or she was after me or nothing like that. She was a, she was a really nice person. Mm-hmm. I just felt like, you know, um, you know, when you're in the industry and you're at these parties, the liquor is the the, the liquor uh, access is a little different than if you're just going to the club with your homegirls or your homeboys. You know, y'all kind of divvying it up. And y'all drink what y'all can afford. And when you are artist, it's free bottles. Is is you know you can kind of drink as long as you want to drink. Mm-hmm. 
And so I think that that's kind of what happened with her. And, you know, so and I, I don't feel bad about that. But now I would definitely see, say be uh, be very careful of, of who you decide to let that close to you. You know, being in social media or of course. Uh, envious people or somebody that may not have your best interest. You know, they might be trying to, you know, get something from you or out of you or mm-hmm. or come up come up off of you or whatever. You know what I mean? So, not nah, definitely, just be be very careful and, and, and watchful of of who you um, who you allow that close to you. Most definitely. That, and that's yeah. words of wisdom, y'all. Uh, second question: What is your favorite, like your your go to meal? Like everybody loves you to cook this meal. Like, what is the go to one for you? No, for me to cook. Yeah, for Anything you to cook. cook. Yeah, like yeah, what's what's your favorite meal to cook? Like that go to meal that people uh, love. I was about to say anything I cook. What you talking about? I'm a chef. Oh, hold on, let me find out. We're going to have a chef or a cook off then. Okay, we're gonna see about that. Okay. Yeah, nah, me and my mom about to put out a cookbook and everything. Um, but nah, my favorite—I mean, my favorite meal in general is spaghetti. So, uh, you know, um, I'm not even gonna say that's my best meal, but you know, I've definitely got the compliments of, oh man, this is like—I don't know who could really mess up spaghetti, but you know, my spaghetti is 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 a little—it's uh, five star spaghetti. You know what okay. I mean? It's not like it's not like two star spaghetti. It's five you know, it's not like. It's not like Olive Garden, you know what I mean? And Olive Garden is good, but you know, yours is better. Oh, you better put them. Okay, all right. Let me you know let me saying? let me Come let on, me find let me find out. All right. Um, if you weren't singing, what's another you know passion of yours that you say, okay, I can do this type of career, or was all was it singing always the main goal to be you know this successful singer that you are? Um, if I wasn't singing, I'd probably be an FBI agent. Okay, so you can find out who actually killed Tupac. Thank you. I, I'm yeah, trying to, I'm trying could, to figure could, it out. You know what I'm saying? I'd have pushed the case forward. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. Nah, I only, I only say that because I like uh, investigative type stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I know people be like, oh, man, he want to be a cop. Like, bro, like, everybody got to stop saying the cop. All, the co- all cops are bad. Like, first of all, FBI and cops. Mm-hmm. They're federal agents. Big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, I, I, you know, I like investigative stuff, you know what I'm saying, or homicide detective or something like that. You know, I just, I like figuring out puzzles. You know, I'm a, I'm a big puzzle man. Okay. I don't like any puzzle to stump me, you know. Um, so, yeah, it would be something like that. Okay. All right, yeah. I, got, I got two more questions, and then we can skedaddle. All right, um, it's a random one that just popped in my head. What is your favorite body part on a woman? Favorite. Just like, okay. All right. I don't got to think long about that. Your lips. <laughs> okay. You know, if you can't love somebody's lips, you shouldn't be with them. You got to look at that. They got to talk to you with that. They got to, you know, it's a lot that goes on with the lips. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't, I don't know. You know, I mean, you could, you know, everybody like the ass, ditties, the, like, yeah. nah, you know, I mean, that that just means you're, you're, you're shallow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Call them out. Lips. That's what it is. Yeah. Call them out. Now, I don't want. Now, I don't want no um, Sarah Palin lips. You know what I'm saying? They can't be none of them joints. They got to be like Angelina Jolie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They got to because I didn't want to make it racial, but you know what I'm saying. Of course. So, yeah, I'm good. glad you picked. The, I'm glad you picked the white lady. I was like, no, Angelina. <laughs> An, you know, look, Angelina. She's fine now. Okay, no homo. Yeah. She's fine you know now. Saying? 
She's yeah, fine. She got them, them, them good, uh, good African American lips. You know what I mean? That's it. That's <laughs> it. All right. La- last question. Last question. All right. Move, move. What is, what is. It's okay. It's all right. Give me your top five favorite rappers of all time, exclude Tupac, Biggie, and Jay Z in no particular order. Dang, you can't just exclude Tupac. I'm gonna tell you why. Okay, I'm gonna tell you why because that's everybody's top five. Biggie ain't on my list. But... Okay, we'll put. Okay, let's add a six man. <laughs> put Tupac in there. Add a six man. Give me, give me a top six. Go ahead. Okay, top six. Um, and it's in no no particular order. I'm gonna just call them off as I think about it. Um, J Cole, mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Put them out there first. Like I, I love what they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I already said Tupac. Mm-hmm. Um. I would have to say, um, now I was a big Goody Mob fan. Mm-hmm. My favorite member of Goody Mob was CeeLo Green. Okay. Um, and it's not just because he sings. I mean, that's part of the reason. Mm-hmm. But if you go back and listen to Goody Mob, amazing metaphors, amazing lyrics. Um, and if I had to pick one more, it would have to be, uh, man, who who would be my... Who would be number six? Not number six on the list, but just my my sixth favorite rapper. Uh, hmm. It would have to be. <laughs> this is a hard one because there's so many people that I I will listen to, but rap wise, when you say the best, and it ain't gonna be nobody from now. I'm trying to think. It's on the tip of my tongue. Nas, um, Eminem. Big L. That's what I'm saying. I love all of them. I love Nas. I love Eminem. But I, I still, I feel like it's the person that I'm not thinking about right now that I would Scarface. No, nope, not even Scarface. Big fan of his too. Um, Big Daddy Kane. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I didn't mean to say it like that, but <laughs> I don't. Well, no, that that wasn't it. Um, oh man, hold on, hold on. It's coming to me. It's coming to me. It's coming to me. You know what? I will. You know what I will say? I will say I'll put Nas in there. Okay, cool. Cool. The reason why I put Nas in there is because out of all of the rap artists that I've ever listened to, even though Tupac was my favorite, up until I stopped buying albums, Mm -hmm. I had every single Nas album. Mm -hmm. Every single one, including The Firm and all of that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, um, this ends our interview. Thank you so much for, you know, I thank you and your dog. Your dog made a special appearance without, you know, uh-huh. needing to, you know, just, just decide to come on in. I like your dog. Thank you so much for, for being unapologetic. Thank you for uh, just speaking to, to the audience, letting them know you bringing back real R&B. All right, listen, yeah. y'all, need y'all go get his album, okay? I need I need y'all to support this man. I need y'all to 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 run it up. Okay? He he's nice, man. Y'all see him in person. Just 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 go show him some love. Let him know what time it is. All right? Uh-huh. That's all you got to do. All right, and and we're signing out. Thank you all and please subscribe to my YouTube uh channel if you haven't. Hope you catch a Charlie horse. That's all I got to say. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs>